You are tuning into a podcast which inspires aspiring entrepreneurs, athletes, and people to follow their passion. My name is Urshad Ali, an athlete entrepreneur best known for being a professional natural physique athlete and a former world champ. And I'm sitting down with individuals to talk about their stories, the lessons they've learned, and how to make an impact. This is Stories with Urshad. All right. So tonight on the show, we have a TV presenter, and he's a producer. Actually, he's a TV personality. He's done a lot of things, a whole bunch of good things on TV. His work with kids TV, reality TV, everything TV pretty much. He's, he's the TV guy. You might have noticed him on Dancing with the Stars and Sticky TV. Please welcome to the podcast, Walter Nealens. Woohoo! Yeah! <laughs> hey, thanks so much for that epic intro, Ishad. Yes. And uh, it's so cool to be here on your podcast, man. This is super duper cool. So thanks for having me in. That's right. Yep. Been on television over the years. And uh, I think this is the peak of my career as being on your podcast, <laughs> man. Let's make this an epic time together. So great to have you watching and great to be here. And there's some people probably be listening to that are probably not watching the audio version. Oh, yeah. You'll just be listening. As yes. Because well. yeah, yes, it goes on Spotify as well as Apple Podcasts. Gotcha. Okay. So. Massive respect to you guys that are listening right now. Yeah, yeah. So, Walter, yeah. this podcast has been about a year in the making with all the lockdowns and <laughs> everything that we've had. We've been trying to do this for a while. And this is actually the first podcast in the studio yeah. that we're having. Like, no one's ever come in here to do a podcast. We've only got this studio whole set up running today just for you. Wow, okay. I feel very, very special. And for you watching and that are listening right now, uh, if you're watching, you'll see we just kind of tucked away in a kit, uh, in a corner. But actually, I'm so impressed with the studio and office that you've set up here. We've got a massive logo over there. We've got Nathan behind the scenes. We've got lights. We've got cameras. Shout out to Nathan. Yeah, shout out to Nathan. <laughs> this is impressive. So if you get the opportunity to come on here, you're going to love it. And the coconuts as well. Thanks. Yeah, yeah you know, we need to stay hydrated on this. Mm. I know um, this is going to be an interesting one. So I just thought yep. we'd get the electrolytes flowing early. That's right. So Walter, like, I, I recently saw that you were on another podcast as well. Yes. And um, was it a was it an in person one or? Yeah, it was it was kind of like this. Yeah. Was just on a couch, so it yeah. was the better than before podcast. Ah, I see. I see. Awesome guy called Sam, and his whole thing is about you know becoming better and better every day. Yeah. Yeah, so which is sort of something you you know, stand by and do as well. Like you're always striving to be better. Yeah. You know, you're wearing the whole screen brand kitted out. Yeah. Kit today. Oh, the screen grab podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so screen grab, you've yep. been running this baby for two but years now. About two years, yeah. About two years coming up. When's the anniversary for it? Um. Well, I like to say New Year's Day. Yeah. But actually it's slightly before that. But I like to say New Year's Day because that's actually a day that I really really wanted to put some juice into the business. Yeah. I was feeling a bit overwhelmed and I just went out door knocking on, on a New Year's Day. So it actually has clients. been over two years now. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah, it's yes. been over two years. It's so what are we, two and a quarter years wow. old now? Yeah, exactly. And still going strong. Yeah, still and going and strong. And it's growing every year from what you've told me. And Because yep. you're, working, you're working hard on this, man. You're having some long days, long weeks. Yeah. Um, as well as you're getting some good traction and getting some new clients, as well as you're getting existing clients coming back too. Yep, getting repeat business, which is awesome. and uh, But yeah, definitely still hustling hard to get new clients and to make them happy as well, for sure. So for the people that don't actually know um, Screen Grab, yep. uh, which is Walter's baby business, that mm -hmm. is, you know, he's growing and he's growing pretty decently. Um, there's two parts to the business. Yep. One is presenter training and oh. one is um, video production. That's right. So, um, I mean, I'll, I'll let you do the explaining uh, on why you chose those two um, fields to go into, um, especially with, uh, you can start with, I guess, a presenter training. I, yeah. I think that's pretty yeah, totally. self-explanatory yeah, of yeah, why yeah. you would do it. So presenter training, take me, take me through why you got on it. What do you like about it? And what's next? Okay, cool. All right, so, so we do, just to quickly touch up on the first part of that question, yep. so we do presentation and video production, and that obviously stems from, because I was a presenter on TV, so working with cameras, and then I was also presenting. Uh, so, but the presentation side of it, you know, what do I love about that? So that is about empowering people, usually business people, uh, to get out there and present and to put themselves out there on camera, because not everyone actually feels comfortable doing this or putting themselves out there on video, but also presenting to an audience, say like a live audience, and also interpersonal skills as well. So it's kind of communication skills. So you know how to make like a good impression when you meet someone and to be comfortable 
um, putting yourself out there and make a good impression. So that's what the presentation training is, and I love to do it um, with groups. So I do individual training as well. So I've trained like a uh, young Formula 3 race car driver called Jacob Douglas from Christchurch. I've worked with a radio host, and I've worked with, yeah, like multiple business people and a lot of real estate professionals, property managers and real estate salespeople uh, running group trainings in their office around presentation skills. Yeah. So when you work with these clients, yeah. um, you know, you mentioned like real estate professionals and yeah. a lot of these other kind of people that you, you work with. Like, I mean, some of these people are salespeople, right? They should be confident and, uh, you know, because that's what they do. They should they, be, yeah. They, they, they need to be in front of people. They need to be speaking to people, presenting to people. Yeah. So how do you kind of, how do you make them better? They should be already to a certain level good already, isn't it? That's a really good question. And I was surprised too. Okay, so what happened was we were out doing uh, a lot of video production work for real estate professionals. Um, and one thing I noticed was when it came to getting these real estate professionals, who were very, they were quite confident off camera, uh, but when we, as soon as we put them on video, they just froze up. And they just, you know, they're looking off camera, you know, they're just terrible body language. Took forever to actually spit out their lines, like they couldn't memorize things. Just like so stressed out, you know, because there's like a camera on them and a light. and They're going to try and remember and think about what they're going to say on the spot. And so I thought, man, I could really help these people. Because I would... And that was from just uh, video production. That was just the video production side. So that's not the interpersonal skills just yet, but... Uh, and so what would happen is, you know, we'd be filming with them and they'd take like 20 takes to do like a real simple line. And and then I'd just jump in front of the camera and I'd just give them an example of what to do. Obviously, I've got 10 years television presenting experience, so it makes it a bit easier for me. And I'd say, oh man, that's amazing. I wish you could just do this. Or oftentimes they'd tell me to be a real estate professional. So I thought, man, I could really help these people. And I saw them get better and better as we worked together. And they've really appreciated how much help I was giving them. Because one thing that I've learned, and this is along the lines of presenting on camera, is that I feel like social media and video online is the new television. Because, you know, TV ratings, I think, have gone down a lot as sort of social media has gone up a bit. Yes. I mean, we've got like Netflix and stuff, and that's growing and yeah. stuff. And but Netflix is not really TV. Not it's, traditional it's, TV. It's still online. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And and so a lot of shows actually got sort of have been taken off TV, put onto Netflix. Yeah, 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 or, or just gone. Yeah, um, because uh, the audience is watching YouTube instead or watching other things, so the audience has gotten a little bit lower. So yeah. digital is really good. So if you're in the digital marketing age space, it's good. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and then the interpersonal skills with the presentation skills. So I got inspired by David Nottage, who was a world champion Toastmasters speaker. Mm-hmm. And uh, he actually passed recently to when we were recording this podcast right now. He actually, um, I went to his funeral um, just literally the other day. Wow, I actually didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah. So he'd been training me f- since October last year, October, yeah. November. And um, he trained me in presenting skills and, um, and interpersonal skills a bit as well. And so I started training people on that too. I see. Yeah, and it's been really awesome. So working with real estate agents, like um, they've been really enjoying that. So you started off with video production, yeah, and yep. then you saw the opportunity to use your skills that you've been using for a decade or so, yeah, to help people. And then you kind of pivoted your business towards not just being a production yeah. sort of company, yeah, but more so also being a um, presenter training. So you get help people yep. getting comfortable and confident. Uh, in front of the camera. In front of the camera, in front of an audience, even just in person, yeah. like in real life without a camera. One thing though, like just before we move off that topic, is yeah. that I'm interested to know, is that you know how you said that some people, uh, specifically real estate people, that they're really confident, they, they can talk, they can be com- um, you know comfortable to people. Yeah. But when there's a camera, they kind of stutter, oh. they get nervous, they forget their line. Why do you think that is? What's the difference between talking to a human being, they have, they have two eyes, mm. right? That's like camera watching you, mm. opposed to a camera, which is just one. Well, I think what it is, is the camera doesn't like give you any emotional response back. Like you can't, you don't, you can't really build rapport with the camera. But shouldn't that be easier talking to a camera then because they can't judge you. It can't, you know, it, you, can't, it, you can't go wrong with talking to a camera because 
it's it's more comfortable. Like, is this a machine? Okay. Well, on top of that, then yeah. yeah, it's a good point. Is you think everyone's going to see it, and you think if you look bad in this video, then you're going to look bad to everyone. And I think that's part of what it Surely is. Surely you won't put the, the video bad. out there. Yeah, exactly. well, I mean, if you're going live, then you would. Yeah. It's definitely a psychological thing, obviously, because yeah. you know you can talk perfectly fine, nervous person who wants to present to any other person, but as soon as the camera comes on, yeah, you freak out. I just think it's a bit unnatural. I think it's just a bit unnatural. So unnatural yeah. talking to a piece of machine. Yeah, I think it's just. Yeah, it doesn't respond back to you. You can't, it doesn't give you any signal back if you're doing well or not. So you can just feel a little bit awkward. Yeah. Like right now, if I say something really silly to you, yeah. you're probably going to screw up your face. And then I'll be like, oh, yeah, that was a bit awkward. Okay, cool. Yeah. Let me just adjust this and get on the right track. With a camera, you don't do that. And when you've got a live audience, the live audience will respond to you as well if you've got a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, camera I mean, doesn't give that. So that's, kinda, the, that's, to, a, that's yeah. a really good point, though. Yeah. But I do believe what you were just about to say is like, it's mindset, right? As well. Yeah. Um, to me personally, uh, yeah. What do you think? I, I don't mind doing either. I'm, yeah. I'm fine talking with people in front of a crowd, in front of a camera. But what I do when I'm talking to the camera or making content is that if something that doesn't come out right or doesn't sound right, I can always delete it and doesn't have to go out, right? Mm. So no one's going to judge me. No one's going to say anything. No one's going to think anything. But imagine being a person talking to somebody and you've said something or you've approached them in a certain way that now is like not just recorded in an SD card, it's recorded in their memory. And they can, although people might not see that replay anywhere, but they can go and tell people about it. That's far more damaging than having something in an SD card that you control to delete, I mm. believe anyway. So that's why I feel people that can do really well with people without a camera being recorded over there, because certainly in your case or whatever is when you're training people, you have control over what happens with the footage and what footage goes in or you know it doesn't, like goes out there. So I think if you flip you your still got to have something good to work with. Exactly. Because someone could be so bad, it's just really hard to edit them to make them look good. Yeah. So yeah. like it, it's like you can have a crusty old piece of leather, you ain't going to make some flash shoe out of it. If you've mm -hmm. got some real nice Italian leather that's brand new, you can make a mint shoe out of that. So it's about what you've got to work with. Yeah. That's, that but then again, by the, sound, by the sounds of the, the situation and what's happening is that, Everybody sounds like that nice leather, but for some reason, when you put them in like another environment, they become like, you know, not yeah. so good. And that's why they need the training to actually present on video, on yeah. camera. Yeah. 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 I see. So, yeah. But that's actually only a one part of the presentation training. So, we yeah. do the in person stuff as well, things like, you know, tips on how to remember names, how to be more engaging when you're speaking and presenting and things like that. So, yeah, we cover a few other things in there because I had to grow the program a bit more. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you you're currently working with um, a whole bunch of clients, right? You're working. You have multiple yeah. um, sessions, sometimes twice in a day. Every week you're doing it. You kind of have like five week courses, six week courses. Yeah. You cater it to what the client needs, and you do group trainings as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, prefer the group training. You prefer the group training yeah. over. Why is that? Why do you prefer group training over individuals? And I do like individual training too. Yeah. So if you're an individual watching and you want to do it, let's do it. But <laughs> but uh, the group trainings, I just love. I love being in a group of people, and yeah. it's really fun. And some of the activities that we can do, it, um, you know, we can have a bit more of an yeah. audience and things yeah. like that. You know, it's just more interactive. Yeah, yeah. Like I that. see. So, I mean, uh, with group, it'd definitely probably be more fun as well because then, you know. You yeah, we have laughs and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so with, the, with Screen Grab growing and moving forward, um, do you plan on uh, venturing off into other areas of, of uh, services that you might provide to people? Well, early on, we did actually do a stint in digital marketing, and yep. that is something that I could visit in the future. Yeah. Um, How about online online training, like online courses? Oh, yeah, yeah, Cause, online courses. Because yep. you, you're currently doing everything I've in person with a lot of things going online and everything. Yeah. What do you think? Like, would you get into the online training field? Yeah, I mean, I've started filming a course for it. Yeah. I think I'm going to refilm a lot of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I could do yeah do an online course. I'd love to have some something that I can give you from on online. Absolutely, yeah. So if the people can do it from the comfort of the comfort of their house. Yeah, um, that you know that maybe in another country as well that they don't have uh, you know they yeah. can't access you in in person. Yeah. So I think that's uh, that's something that you're already working on. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And then when can we expect that course to be online? Oh my goodness! Wow, it's uh, it's quite a big job. 
Um, give yeah, me like yeah, I, I, I need some dates, Walter. So I need to hold you accountable. You said it on the podcast stories with the shot. This is when I was going to come live, and that's when I'm going to be like, you know, where's the course? Walter? All right, all right. G- give me till the end of the year, then, and then, uh, and then, if I want to, I can try and beat that. So like end of the year. What is that too far out? Do you reckon? Uh, you're not making a feature film. You're making a a online a course. course. Yeah. Well, how long do you think it should make? Like you've made an online course before. So um, how long should it take? You know, keep in mind that I'm juggling the rest of my business. Yeah. You know, like I'm working with people. I've got other things to do, and this is a whole new world. Like making a course yeah. online. You know? I reckon if you give yourself a good solid three months. Three months, you reckon? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. You get the um, month one, get all the um, the structure of the course up. Yeah. Month two, you get all the content, fill all that out. Month three, you compile everything together, and then you give it to someone reliable to go over it. Okay. All right. Gotcha. And it's live month four. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. There's a good challenge. Yeah. So what is it now? End of April, May, June, July. It'll be live. End of July. All right. Yeah, it'll okay, be completed. Cool. All right. Let's give it a crack. All right. End of July. Something else to add to the list right there. <laughs> <laughs> so what's what's talking about the list? Yeah. What's the top three things on your list right now then? Top three things on the list right now is just managing the video production side of the business as well. So, you know, working with our current clients, yeah. bringing in clients. So yeah. marketing becoming a big thing. Um, and like, honestly, I'm always trying to learn as well. Yeah. So I've got to keep upskilling, you know, we're all always going to be, learning. yeah, we're all yeah. always got to be learning. Exactly. Yeah. So I've got to be making time to be investing in myself, you know, uh, in terms of, you know, upskilling in terms of being as a presenter, you know, as in learning about communication and things yeah. like that so that I've got new things to teach. Yeah. Cause I only know so much right now, but I need to keep learning in order to keep teaching. So that's, that's probably number three. Yes. Yeah. And you got any travel planned? Oh. Because since now, I don't want to say that, say that word because uh, the podcast might get flagged. Oh so yeah. let's not say that word. Um, audio and video probably be flagged because they might think this podcast is about something completely different. So now that since that thing is kind of over or we're coming out of that thing. Oh, I know the thing you're talking about. That thing. Yeah. Um, where will you be? Uh, are you planning to travel anywhere? I am planning to travel. Yeah. yeah. So yes. planning to head over to the US. Wow. Right, later this year. Yeah. To the US. Yeah. And when you say later, like how, how late? Christmas. Well, yeah. need to uh, actually sort out the visa thing. So yeah. that's why it's kind of up in the air at the moment. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, would uh, if I could have it my way, probably around mid to late July. Late July. Yeah. Right. What yeah. are you going to be doing in the US? Over in the US, setting up screen grab over there as well. You're expanding is, is out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, nice. yeah, and wanting to maintain uh, our presence in New Zealand as well while we're over there. Yeah. So, because um, I've managed to do a bunch of different jobs for clients without me physically needing to be there, but like my, my team can go and yeah. do things as well. Yeah. Obviously, I've done a pr- presentation training over Zoom. So, and that was something I was quite nervous about doing one over Zoom because yeah. it's, it's nice when you're in person and you can interact with people, but uh, doing something over Zoom is uh, to a group is quite challenging, but it was actually one of the best trainings that we'd ever done, so I was super stoked about that. Nice. So yeah. this is what I'm saying. Online yeah. course needs to be the way to go because yeah. then you can just be getting clients, training them, making a difference, and connecting with them via the online means, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So traveling overseas to the U.S. I've, uh, when was the last time you went to the U.S.? Have you been to the U.S. at all? I have, yeah. So I've been to the U.S. when I was about uh, 18. Went for four months, did Camp America. So if you're watching this or listening to this and you are on your way out of high school and you're thinking about having a gap year, then I do actually recommend doing, you know, Camp America. That's what I did. So it takes you out of your shell. You get to do a bit of travel, get to learn. And um, you don't have all that pressure of like, I need to decide what my life career or whatever is right now. Like it just gives you a bit of time to think and I really loved it. So You know, I 100% agree with that. Do you think actually before I move on to – my 100% agreeing point, do you think that is the turning point that helps you to get into TV? Oh. Um, uh, so like someone that's new trying to start mm, out, uh, trying point. to get into TV. Oh, yeah. Like what would we say to that yeah, person? What would you say to If you're them? trying to get into TV or presenting, or well, 
Well, um, I think it would help. Yeah, because they do like, if you're wanting to go down that route and go into like TV or radio, they do like you to have a bit of life experience under yeah. your belt. So they do, uh, sometimes they might ask you like, have you done a bit of travel or, you know, have you got out and about and stuff like that. So yeah, that can be good for that. Um, so uh, people get into it through different routes. You know, some people go to... What was yours? How did you get okay, into it? How did I get into it? All right. So what happened was I was uh, working on a farm and I was working at a cafe as well kitchen hand and at a horse stables anyway i was working on the farm one day and my boss peter boval said to me uh walter what, what do you want to do you know you can't be working on this farm forever like what do you really want to do if you could do anything yeah and i felt scared to even admit it i was like oh, man the truth is i'd love to be a tv presenter and i thought he was probably gonna laugh at me or say all oh, that well that's silly like what's something realistic and then but no he said you want to be a tv presenter right I said, yeah, that'd be awesome. I'd love that because I thought it'd be cool to have you know, more good role models on TV and I thought I'm a good guy so, <laughs> and I care about influencing people in a positive way. And he said, well, why don't you just do that? I said, what? And he said, well, yeah, just go do that. What do you think you need to do to do it? And I said, well, Peter, I probably need to go study communications at university. And he said, we'll do that. And I felt really overwhelmed. And that's something that I actually personally get from time to time. I Maybe it's my personality or maybe we all get it, but I do feel a little bit overwhelmed sometimes. You say it to me every now and then, Ishad. Um, and uh, it's so powerful when someone else speaks into your life and encourages you and believes you and believes in you. And that's what Peter did to me that day. He said, we'll do that. And then so what I did was I signed up for uni. Um, and then before um, uni started, Yeah. An opportunity came my way. Uh, a friend of mine approached me and said, hey, what, we've heard about this TV gig coming up. You should have a go. And I thought, well, what are the chances I'm actually going to get it? Like, it's, surely it's a TV presenting role. Everyone's going to want to go for it, right? Yeah. Why would they pick me? Yeah. Well, you never know unless you have a try. So I made a video, sent it in or delivered it and cut a short, long story short, I ended up, getting the job. And that was the start of me on Sticky TV. Yeah, And that was crazy. I literally felt like I was in a dream. Like I was floating when I got told. That you're, like, you're the man yeah, for the job. Yeah. So what happened was I got this phone call from the producer, Mary. And she called me up while I was at home waiting to find out if I'd got the job. I'd been waiting for about three months. And she said, oh, hey, Walter, did, did you get the call? I said, what call? And she said, um, oh, just come into the office and let's chat. And so... What did you think at that stage? Oh, man, I was... I, I honestly thought I hadn't got the job. And I thought what was going to happen is they're going to offer me like a behind-the-scenes role. I thought they'd just kind of let me down sort of gently. Yeah. They wanted me to come in because I was so excited and desperately wanted it. So I went into the office and I was ready to get told that I hadn't got the job, but it was really nice chatting with me. And I got there and I said, Hey, Mary, nice to see you. And she said... So, did you get the news? I said, what news? And she said, you got the job! <laughs> and I was like, what? I gave the biggest hug of my life and a big kiss. And, and, and when was this? What year was this here? Oh, this was a long time ago now. This was 2010, I think. Oh, right. So, this is a long time ago. Yeah, it's ages ago. I think it was 2010, like the start of 2010. Yeah, wow. I was actually, yeah, 18 still. Yeah. At the time, just about to turn 19. Wow. So a few things there, I guess, yeah. that what landed you the job was. Mm -hmm. Because A, you wanted it so much. I really wanted it. You wanted it really badly. Really badly. You probably even envisioned yourself having it. What would happen if I had to have the job? Yep. But also, I was trying not to get too attached to it at the same time in case I didn't get it. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, say you are uh, say you had a crush on a, on a girl or something. Yeah. And you, you, you really want to be with her. But at the same time, you feel like, well, I don't want to get too crazy about this because what if it doesn't happen or what if I'm a little bit too over top about it? So I yeah. tried not to get in that place, yeah. but I was definitely thumping under it. My heart was thumping. But like, yeah. say even if you were, yeah. right? Even if you were like over the moon about it, that you're going to get it, you lived it, you saw it, mm. all of those things happen. Yeah, and I could. And then you didn't. Yeah. Nothing changes for you anywhere, right? It's not like you yeah. got the job or you're with that girl. Yeah. But you know what? One thing I believe personally changes is when you truly, with your whole heart, mind, soul, believe it, that's it's already happened and you're just going to live it after the fact. Wow. All the energy actually pushes towards that 
in making it happen somehow or another. If it doesn't happen, it's maybe for the better because something better is waiting for you. That's what I personally believe. Like everything and anything that I've also done in my life, mm. um, I've believed in it that it's going to really happen. I just haven't lived it yet. Oh, you wow. Know? And how you said at the start that you were even too shy or you know, to admit it that this is what you wanted to do. How did that person see it without them knowing that you... Like, did you tell him that you wanted to be a TV presenter or something? Oh, so he asked me, what do you want to do? Yeah. And then so, I told him. So did you tell him straight away or was it after a few times he asked you and then you told him? I think I just kind of almost semi-reluctantly said it. I, oh, like, like okay, you know, okay. uh, well, if I could do anything, like I just wanted to be honest. Like the truth is, this is what I would want to do. The truth is, no, it sounds ridiculous, I know. And that's what I thought. It sounds a bit ridiculous, but it's what I want. Yep. And so I just admitted it. Like, this is what I want. And what made you admit it to him? Well, the fact that I trusted him. You know, I built rapport with him. So, because there's something that's a little bit private to me. Because someone had actually told me that I'm silly for thinking that in, in the past. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I trusted Peter. Yeah. And I knew that he g wanted a genuine answer. And I knew that he believed in me. Yeah. Yeah. People like that, that you said that told you that you're dreaming or told you that it's never going to happen. Mm. You know, those are the kind of people that you need to take out X out of your life. Oh, they were just visitors. They, yeah, right. They were, I was painting a house. Yeah. And, and um, what, then what made you open up? So that's quite straight. So what made you open up to this um, person that you didn't know that well, that you want to be a TV present? How did they know? I told them. Yeah. So I was like painting a house. I was like 17 or something. Right, right, right. And they were like guests at the house that I was staying in. And I think they asked me what I wanted to do. In life. do. Yeah. And yeah. I said, I think I'd signed up for, oh, I don't know what was going on. Well, they just asked me and I just sort of said, well, I'd love to get into TV. And I think they just said a comment like, oh, fancy yourself a TV star, right? Or so, something something sarcastic right, like okay. that. And I then I thought, oh, I'm a little bit bad for, maybe I'm a bit vain for wanting to do that, for wanting to be a star or something. I felt like a bit, yeah, like, oh, that's not a, maybe that's not a good pure intention to have. But I didn't, that didn't stop me from still wanting it. 100%. You did yeah. the right thing clearly there. Yeah. And I think a lot of the time, even when you just share some things like that with a stranger or somebody you don't know that well, it's because they're asking you. So you kind of, okay, if they've asked, so I should tell them how that's I feel. Just be honest, yeah. Right, just be honest. And I think that's the, the first and foremost thing is to be transparent with what you want to say because they ask you something, yeah. right? You want to be yourself all the yeah. time. But when you do tell them something, and I think a lot of the time when people don't, agree with you because they have this certain image in their head to what things are possible in their life, mm. which they project that onto you as well. Yeah. I could never see myself being on TV and everything or anything like that. For example, mm. how can this person when, you know, so yeah. they, they set a limit on themselves, but they project that on you. Yeah. And those are those kind of people in life, man, those are the kind of people that, you know, are like, and they might've been just having a hard day, man. That too, but I think like to say that to someone that you, t you know, like a comment or whatever, something like that. Yeah, I think that's that's pretty pretty sad, you know, like yeah. fancy yeah. yourself or whatever the yeah. comment might have been. Mm -hmm. um, whereas I've always found that you know whatever it is, someone wants to be a pilot, someone wants to be a billionaire, whatever it might be. I've always taken it. Yeah, why not? Doesn't matter who. If it's a kid, if it's a um, a grown man a lady, a woman, whatever it is, you know, it, it doesn't matter what it is. It's their thing. Mm. It doesn't matter what they're currently doing. It doesn't matter what they're doing towards it. Anybody can think whatever they want to be, you know? Yeah. You just always, um, I guess, motivate them to work towards it if that's something that they truly want to do. And saying that to, well, how you felt actually, you, you thought to yourself that, oh, am I a bit vain and thinking yeah. that that's what I want? Yeah. Saying that to a 17-year-old, you know, making them feel that way. You didn't feel this way automatically. It must have been something they said that made you feel this way, right? Mm. So I think that's, uh, especially kids, man, when you say things like this to kids, mm. it sticks with them, I think, longer uh, than, because when kids are young, they have this window of imagination, mm. which I think as we get older, it gets smaller, 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 because people like that try make you see the reality of life. Yeah. Your imagination and just we've got to be careful that we don't go down that track as we grow up as well. Yeah. Like, we've got to watch our, watch our minds. Because we've all got that child still inside of us. You know, we can flash back easily to when we were 
a youngster or a teenager or whatever. So we've got to make we've got to keep that alive. Keep, that, keep that alive in others as well. Exactly. This is what just just, yeah, yeah. just about to add that. Yeah. Keep the alive in us and in others around us. Yeah. And I think that's very important as well because that's what make that genuinely makes the world a better place. Because if you stop dreaming, we stop growing. If you yeah. stop growing, we stop advancing. Yeah. And if we don't have, everything remains the same. Oh man, it feels like really bad yeah. when you're when you're in that place. Yeah. yeah. So with with everything, you're going overseas, you made it on TV. Um, you know, you've done a whole bunch of good mm. things so far in your life and in, in the last decade, you can say. You're yeah. growing screen grab. What's the next milestone that you want to kind of achieve? Wow. Well, I mean, right now, it's it's mainly just about actually just, to be honest with you, just growing screen grab and just being focused on that. So it's about just building it into a business that I feel is like consistent and reliable yeah. um, and and just yeah, inspiring other people and making sure that I'm bringing real value to people's lives. That's a, that's an important thing for me because I've done training in, in, in the past. Like I've done some online courses and things and I felt like I didn't quite get the value out of it. Maybe that's me. Maybe that was just the way I was. No, to be honest, man, there are some rubbish online yeah. courses out there. Okay, well, <laughs> yeah. in that case, yeah. I just feel like a strong conviction yeah. to make sure that I, f I personally feel like I've done a good job for people. Yeah. So I can actually get a little bit, um, a little bit like I feel a little bit of overwhelm or something sometimes before I run a training, because I want to make sure that these people that are paying me to train them, they get the value. Yep, they get the value exactly. Yep. So I just, you know, and um, so I just really make sure I do that. And I've been just getting you know great testimonials from people and things, so that's really reassuring. Yes, I've seen some of that online, and yeah. uh, for the people that haven't seen what Walter actually does, uh, you can follow him on the Instagram yeah. handle, Walter Nealance yeah. um, on Instagram. And um, actually LinkedIn is a happening uh, social media platform at the moment, to be honest. Yeah. Um, if you're looking to grow your business, if you're looking to connect with business-minded people, um, LinkedIn, I think, uh, is awesome for that at the moment. If you're looking to get into like business and you know connections and that kind of thing linkedin is a platform and it's shifting towards content creation so walter's on that too so you might want to check him out um walter nealand's on there as well for yeah. the people that are listening uh will might just chuck that up on the screen for the video version of it as well thank you for the plug i appreciate that yeah linkedin instagram facebook Call me. I love phone calls. Yep. Actually, <laughs> email let's, me. Let's, whatever. Let's have a look at uh, Walter's LinkedIn quickly here. Sure. Uh, if we can bring that up on the screen shortly, we'll let uh, my LinkedIn. Let, maybe we'll you can critique it and tell <laughs> me what it means. We'll, more we'll just let Nathan bring it up. Nathan, uh, bring it up. Yeah. In the meantime, and it, how's the coconut going? The coconut is so good, man. This must be from your uh, world champion bodybuilding days, like just <laughs> natural electrolytes in this. I appreciate that. It's, thank you for giving no, this to me, man. It's, it's completely fine, man. It's for the people that are listening. Um, these are actually real coconuts. It's not the ones that you get in the in the packs. Mm. This is a, a real coconut. Um, yeah, that has got a straw through it, it's like an actual coconut. Delicious. And it's, it's pretty refreshing, isn't it? It's very nice. You know, you yeah. feel you get your energy, and and it doesn't come with all that sugar and unhealthy stuff. So you feel good as well. That's good. That's good. Um, it's a win-win. Talking about healthy and uh, makes you feel good. Tell me some of your fitness. Um, My fitness. fitness. We're talking about world champion fitness. bodybuilder right here. No, no, uh, what does a TV presenter's uh, and pre a presentation trainer's fitness regime look like? Because you do some serious, intense um, stuff uh, on 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 Instagram and I, stuff. I I do from time to time. Yeah, I love to do a bit of calisthenics. So over lockdown. And I'm sure we've all felt quite uh, sluggish uh, from sitting around. So I decided to build a backyard calisthenics setup. So we've got like a pull-up bar and dips there. And I've got, you know, like a weight vest and stuff to chuck on. So that's really cool. I and you built it. it yourself? Yeah, build it. You know, you just get some wooden poles, dig some holes in the dirt, concrete them in, make sure there's, you know, nice and level, get the level out, you know. Um, I had a old bit of scaffolding for the bar, which was really cool. Uh, but aside from that, so doing chin-ups and dips and push-ups, I like to go for a run. My legs are killing me right now from doing squats yesterday in the gym, back in the gym now. Do you, I get, do you get asked that question, how much are you squatting, Walter? At the <laughs> oh, gym? man, not much. Less than <laughs> I'm bench pressing. So, oh, that's, that's, well, a, that's a given. Probably quite even at the moment, to be honest. But um, 
I oh man, I'm not squatting a lot. Probably like a hundred kilos. Oh, only a hundred. No, that on a big day for me right now. Right. So it's right. not a lot. I yeah, I start yeah, I started off much lower than that. I think it was fifty kilos wow. for most of my sets. So yeah, not not a lot at all. Yeah. <laughs> uh so yeah, doing a bit of legs. Um t- tonight I'm gonna be doing gymnastics. Yeah. So I'm gonna head out to gymnastics. Oh, tonight you're doing yeah, gym- yeah, oh, right. my girlfriend and I. We're gonna oh, go right. do some flips and stuff. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. So then you built this thing in your backyard, yep. the chin-up bar, dip bar, and how often were you doing it since you were in lockdown? Every day? Oh, uh, pretty much every day, yeah. yeah. Pretty much every day I'll get out there and do a couple of pull-ups, but yep. obviously not do a full session every day yep. on the back because you need to recover, right? Yes, yes. So you st- how many pull-ups did you start off with, and by the end of lockdown, how many were you banging out oh. like in a go? Well, it wasn't so much of a goal to get my um, numbers up, but I could probably I probably start off doing about – Nah, I don't want to. Uh, nah, I, I think I could do Come on, you can be honest, Malta. Pro- okay, okay. okay. Uh, if I'm maxing out, I can do around about 20, maybe 22 pull ups, but those last 20. sort of five won't be the best form. Right. Yeah, that'll be pretty rough, but I'll get my chin over. Um, but before lockdown, yeah, I had kind of lost it a bit. I was probably banging out maybe 10, 12 pull ups. Yeah. And yeah. this is just made up because I didn't actually like track my numbers, but this is just a right. guess. Yeah. I see. So that's not that. That's not bad. So in the lockdown, you know, like mm. looking after your mental health, I think it has a lot to do with um, how you are physically yeah. doing. You know, like if you obviously gaining a whole bunch of weight, you're gonna probably feel bad, mm. and your moods are not gonna be good. Mm. So do you really think like setting up the backyard setting that you had with the dips and the chin up bar uh, helped you kind of make your lockdown more exciting and kept you kind of feeling good? I can't imagine just like. Always sitting around doing nothing. Yeah. Like, nah, yeah, definitely. If I chose to do that, then yep. yeah, that would be terrible. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, some yeah. some of the people just smashed uh, Uber Eats, you know, through the lockdowns. Yeah, man, I feel for you if you if you did that. So, um, what's what's it? So it's it's a bit late for them right now because there's no lockdown. Let's hope there won't be touch wood. There won't mm. be any more. Yeah. What is an advice that you might want to give them right now for yeah. the people that just binged on Uber Eats throughout the lockdown? Yeah. Do you recommend maybe they? Maybe they're too embarrassed or something to go to gym now. Would you want them to like, how can they get this home set up? Okay, well, first of possible? all, if, if you're like that and you feel like you've just lost it all and tr- just drop your standards completely over lockdown, I just want to say, hey, look, I feel for you. And it's not easy when that happens. And that can happen to everyone in different parts of our lives, whether it's our health or relationships, whatever. Uh, everyone knows what it's like to have a bit of adversity in our lives. Uh, so don't beat yourself up because that's not going to help you out. It's, it's easy to beat yourself up, uh, but don't do that. And um, just just take, like, baby steps. So one thing that I have, when I go out of a routine and stuff in my life, which is regularly, whenever I fall out of a routine and I need to discipline myself again, honestly, it's, for, for me, this is what works for me anyway, is just going back to the thing that you know you should be doing, just just making a start, Okay, just making a start, one foot in front of the other. You don't have to go hardcore, you know, day one and overwhelm yourself at the thought of it. You know, if you've just been binge eating Uber Eats and all that the whole time, then you're probably going to feel overwhelmed at the thought of, like, doing a full workout or whatever. So I would just say your step would literally just be to go around the block or just do, like, 10 minutes of exercise or just a number of push-ups that you think is, like, definitely achievable. Or just go to the slow. gym, yeah, and just just start doing it. Just the main battle is going to be in your mind, and that's the main battle for all of us. A lot of the time, is just our own mind. So make it easy for your mind to overcome it. That's what I would say. Yeah, don't go to the gym first day. Oh, don't go to the gym first day and smash. Oh, don't okay. go to the gym first day and smash every single muscle group that you can, every single machine that you can see in sight. And next morning, you wake up like you've been run over by a yeah. steamroller. Yeah. That is a bad feeling. And a lot of people actually do that. They go to the gym after a long time. Yeah. And they're like, okay, I'm going to go do a bit of chest, do a bit of arms, do a bit of legs, shoulders, everything. And then, you know, next day when they wake up, I can just imagine how your legs are feeling right now, mm. that through their whole body. And they don't want to go back to the gym for another two weeks now. <laughs> and yeah. what happens in that time? Uber Eats. Uber Eats happens, yeah. yeah. So yeah, ease into it. Ease yes. into it. Ease into it. Yeah, and then what will happen is because you need to give you, you you'll start to get addicted to it because you'll feel good, you'll feel proud of yourself for mm-hmm. breaking back into a good routine. You'll be like, "Oh, I, I did that. That's really cool. Let's see if I could do it for another day in a row." And, and when you start looking good, you start, you start feeling good too. When you start feeling good, 
you know, everything else in your life changes too. Like your mood, like I said, like your moods get better. Um, you know, you can enjoy more things because you're more fitter. Because yeah. fitness has a lot to do with things you can do in life. You know, you can go run in the park. Mm. You can go for a little kick around of football or something. You yeah. can, you know, you can go do something on the beach. You can take the dog mm. for not just a walk, but a run. You yeah. Know? And you know that you can rely on your body too. You're like, yeah. oh, if I jump off that like bank or whatever, I'm not going to injure my knees. Uh, but I would, I would still recommend don't jump, jump off any banks. Though. Any banks? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter how fit you are. Just, I mean, if you're into parkour or something. Yeah, know, I mean, then, then do that. Thing, but yeah. yeah, just, just don't. Just because Walter said it, don't be jumping off banks over here. Oh, I love to jump off banks. I don't, don't want to get a. I love flips and stuff. So. I heard it on the podcast from these fitness guys and they said jump off a bank hey, and see how fit you are. Like a financial bank. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> like real high up. So um, up. you guys heard it from Walter here on Stories with the Shard podcast. Start off slow. Mm. Take it one day at a time and slow progress. Mm. Those three things are the... the and you th- agree on those? I mean, you're the pro athlete. Yeah, I mean, so like I said, I 100% agree on starting off slow. Yeah. Um, taking, you know, a day at a time, mm. give your body rest. But most importantly, one thing I'd like to add in there is anything that is not cooked by you, don't eat it. Really? Anything that's not cooked by you? Okay, obviously, like, if you need some wholemeal bread, you don't have to bake your own bread. No, 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 not in no, no, that sense. Like, uh, yeah. you know, Just takeaways. Just proper cooking. Take okay, away, yes, gotcha. yes, yeah, yes, okay, yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you still have to get rice. You still have yeah. to get, you know, all the your brain. Well, come on, eggs and obviously, obviously, yeah. So here we go. He's got the LinkedIn's up. Uh, LinkedIn's oh, up. Sweet. Hey, and you can critique it as well. Yeah. All right. I see. That's great. And just before I critique it, I just make sure I'm doing those things myself. Yeah. <laughs> myself. <laughs> yeah. All right, here we go. So if we go exactly. to the um, top over here, uh, screen grab. Screen grab. There you, it is. You can see exactly what you do, which is good. Yeah. Um, so that's that's really good, Walter. Thank you. Uh, one thing I do would, if you go back up, Nathan, over there, if you go back up to the top, um, what I would add in there, though, is, um, you know, there's a feature on LinkedIn that you can add um, uh, how you say your name. So it'll have like a little icon next to your name. And then if you click on it, it will say your name. So people will know how to say your name. Really? Like yeah. it'll audio. Yeah. So if you, open, if you open that another tab, Nathan, and you go to my uh, LinkedIn, uh, I'll show you what I mean. We're getting so some practical tips that you can use at home right now. So, so if you didn't up. know this, guys, you can go to um, you can go to your LinkedIn right now. And if you don't have a LinkedIn account, I highly, highly recommend that you make yourself a LinkedIn account. Actually, matter of fact, I interviewed a girl, right? Yeah. And I told her, are you on LinkedIn? I asked her, actually, are you on LinkedIn? Then I told her. If you're not, there's one thing that I want you to do when you go home tonight. It is make a LinkedIn account and I want you to connect with me. If you do this for me tonight, then I know you're serious about your career and that you want to, you know, obviously go further. She went home, did that, connected with me. And today she has almost over 200 connections. And long story short, I didn't end up hiring her because I felt that um, what she wanted to do, what she wanted to achieve the place that she was even willing to travel to come and work with us. But I said, look, it's going to make your life harder for what you want to do. You can get a job elsewhere. As a, Once you have a LinkedIn, once you do these things, you will get a job. And she ended up getting a job in another sort of creative place. Mm. And, wow. and now she's doing really well. She's been in that role for the uh, last 11 months, I believe. So I'm really happy for her. Uh, I mean, I would still would have loved to hire her, but... In line with the goals, in line with what she wanted to do, and the sort of role that we had going, uh, it didn't match. And it would have been the best career choice for her. Although I would have loved to have her on the team, but it wouldn't have been. Yeah. Very, very, very lovely girl. That's so awesome. Y- so you can see, yeah, that, that was really good. So you can see over there, there's a um, little speaker button. I don't know if you're going to be able to hear that through the, so you can't hear that. But when you press that, yeah. it, it helps people say, that it, will, it will say the name out um, to what my name actually is pronounced like. Yeah, gotcha. Because you have got a probably a, a harder one for people to guess, yeah. right? Urshad yeah. Ali. Yeah. yeah. But like, it's really good feature that Link uh, LinkedIn has put in there just in case like, you know, because there's multiple people on LinkedIn. It's not mm. necessarily that English is the first language. Mm, yeah. True. I, I'm pretty sure some people have probably said your name in a funny way. Yeah. Especially the last name. They mainly get the, the first name, right? Walter. Yeah. yeah. But a lot of people say Nylons or yeah. mainly Nylons. Yeah. So. But it's Nylons. Yeah. 
So that would solve that. So if we go back to what, so that's one thing, that's a basic thing that I would recommend that you change uh, on the thing. And that's really easily done. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's a cool little feature there as well. I so really like your uh, big backdrop up there. That's super cool. Oh, the, the banner? Yeah, man. The, the cover banner. image? Yeah, it's awesome. Um, the cover image, okay. So if we go back to your one. Uh, Just my logo. Um, once it switches over, there we go. So what I reckon, yeah, screen grab, great. But I reckon you could you could make that you could make that better, yeah. obviously. Like yeah. you know, you, like you could chuck in um, it up. what it what you do, what the brand stands for, add something like you know along that like a punchline, yeah. tagline, whatever it is, it could make it better. Just go on a Canva, make yeah. it, yeah, yeah. I mean, whatever works. Something's better than nothing. I always like to say, yeah. done is better than a unfinished perfect. Yeah, definitely. Um, so you go down uh, the if you scroll down, yep, it's probably gonna take. Some time to go down. But, I mean, you got a whole bunch of followers on there, which is really good. I did, wow, yeah, I'm surprised. There's what, you didn't know you had 1,600 followers? Was it? No. Yes. Yeah, I didn't really think about that. Yeah, okay, I've got a lot of people. Yeah, and um, so if you see... I, mean, I you assume that's a lot. Yeah, that's, that's pretty decent. Over 500 people um, follow you as well. And uh, so... Another thing on LinkedIn is you need to be posting yeah. um, video and photo content too. Mm. So you got to kind of like mix it up, you know, like you have to kind of put video content as well as photo. Sometimes you get a chuck of mix of like just text only yeah. content and they just, which is just writing. Sometimes that, that works really well as well. Mm. Um, how often are you posting on LinkedIn every week at the moment? Very sporadically. And right. I wouldn't say I'm doing it every week. Yeah, I'd say I'm probably doing it once every month yeah right. no if i'm honest probably yeah. hopefully once a month probably yeah. less than once a month yeah wow yeah i mean imagine if you did like regularly yeah they're kind of results you drive then because like with linkedin the thing is it's like very early stage in terms of like how facebook was behaving back in 2012 13 or whatever it was yeah linkedin is sort of giving you that kind of reach in your audience at the moment so the organic reach on LinkedIn is really high and 70% of people consume videos far better than, um, you know, photo, video, yeah. written nowadays. You need to be using this. Yeah. You need, you to, need be to be using this. Exactly. You need to be presenting on video if you're listening or watching this and popping that out there on, on LinkedIn. And if you it, need help presenting, you know the person yeah, to. Yeah, I want to help. Yeah, exactly. And because it's such an awesome way, you know, like maybe you probably watched a video of someone before, like, you probably follow some entrepreneurs or shows. Like who, who are some entrepreneurs that you admire that put out video content? I really like um, Gary V. You really like a lot of people love Gary yeah, V. Gary, Gary, Gary Vaynerchuk. Yeah. Um, He's I, a big name. I like, um, well, you can't call this, I don't know. If, I mean, he does, he does have content out there, but um, I just like this guy, uh, how he talks about leadership. And he's like a really good, Really good personality, um, and he's really good at what he does. Simon Sinek's. Oh yeah, uh, I, I really so like. So you got the book. Yeah. Start with why. Start with why. That's one of the books in here um, that I really like, as well as if I break it into top three. Yeah. So it have to be Gary Vee, Simon, and Tony. Robbins. Tony Robbins. Yeah. Nice. So he's got some good content out there as well. Um, I mean, hey, look, that if you're seeing on LinkedIn or just across social media. On LinkedIn, across social media, YouTube, yeah. YouTube, whatever it is, he's he's there. You know, yep. and um, I feel that these guys are like probably um, you know how many decades senior to us, like yeah, older yeah. than us. You know, if these guys can do it, and these guys, you know, obviously can see the importance of it. If you're a young business owner, or if you're just a business owner in general, actually, I think like using the uh, the social platforms that's out there available just gives you way more reach to what people uh, you know think that the the traditional way of marketing and reaching people now is people just what newspapers and television commercials yeah and radio yes 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 yeah. so like the traditional way of doing it um you just reach way more people like for, for instance when you see um people that are in the newspaper or they're in a magazine or something what do they do they take a photo of it and whether to put it in the newspaper no, once oh, oh, once you've got it, once, oh, they once have to keep the whole newspaper. No, so if you if you're in a magazine, if you're in, in a newspaper, ah, oh. people take a photo of it, and where does that photo go? They take a photo on the camera roll. They upload it to social media. 
you'll see a lot of the time that people have taken oh, a, photo. a photo of like a newspaper yes, article or something. Yes, yes. Oh, hey, that's a good point. Yeah, yep. you do like a headline or yep. oh, see house prices have gone up. Look at this article or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. So what if 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 paper was the main means? Mm. Why are people taking it? You know, like like it's it's because it's definitely going to reach more people online. Mm. So people taking a photo of them being in a magazine or yeah, I've done it too, but um, I've never paid to be in a magazine. It's as I've Fortunately, I've been able to be featured in magazines. Yeah. So kind of leveraging that and posting that online as well. But a lot of the time, a lot of business owners actually do marketing in magazines and yeah. they'll they'll then they'll take a photo of it and they'll put, put it on online when they could have just started online to start off with. Yeah, yeah. That's not to say that, that, that there's no market for that, for like newspapers and TV. Like it's just not, not completely gone. But it's just it's not targeted. Yeah, it's not yeah. like digital marketing. Yeah, it's say. just not targeted as when you go online, when you build an audience that are interested in following you for what you do, because when you're posting content yeah. and you're getting these followers, you have hundred, you have thousand something followers on your LinkedIn. Yeah. You know they follow you for a reason. Mm. It's the kind of field that you, if people don't follow people if they're not interested in what they do. Yeah. So clearly, people follow you because of what you know you're doing. Yeah. yeah. So whatever you post on there is going to go to those people that are actually interested in what you do. True. Opposed, opposed to in a paper or magazine. It's going to people. Yeah, you're going to get eyes on it, but they're not interested in what you're doing. Mm. You, you're going to come across some people that might be that, you know, but majority, of the, I can tell you the percentage is more higher, not interested than interested. Yeah. When you go yeah. online and you built a, a following. And, and, and it's good to have a, an online presence because it's when you meet someone, like for a first time and you connect with them and you think, oh, they're quite interesting. I want to look at them online. Yeah. People look you up. Like, <laughs> I've done that heaps of times. Yeah. I've met someone and I've thought, man, that, that seemed quite cool. I'm going to look them up. And yep. then you find their Instagram profile or whatever, just because you're kind of curious about yep. them to just see what they're really into and things like that. And what their personality is like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you can get your personality across by being on, on video and expressing yourself. And yeah. So, so I feel if there's one thing that you're going to do, definitely LinkedIn. Yeah. LinkedIn. I started. More important than Instagram and Facebook, would you say? For if you're trying to start a business yeah. and you're trying to connect with like-minded people mm. and you're trying to business people you want to yes. do b2b would be a LinkedIn, yep. right yeah so if you're trying to if you're trying to work with like-minded people like uh sponsorship like you know you're trying to get someone to sponsor you uh or you're trying to get you you're trying to work with companies that uh maybe in a similar similar mm. field yeah. that you can be affiliates with you can find a lot of these business owners uh managers on linkedin yeah it's very easy to find them on there and connect with them and start talking to like the decision makers. Yeah, you know, it's like that's a really good point actually. Because one one of our big clients, we did a TV commercial uh, for uh, the Black Clash, All Blacks versus the Black Caps playing game of cricket. You know, and that came from a LinkedIn connection. Yeah, they, they like wrote to me on LinkedIn. See, there you go. Cool. And I think I actually I reached out to them first to introduce myself. Yeah, and then a couple months later, they wrote back to me and said, "Hey, yeah, we were talking about video and stuff." Awesome. Yeah. Power of power of LinkedIn. I personally started very late on LinkedIn, starting to push it. Um, I was always on, you know, Facebook and Instagram and uh, YouTube sort of thing. I started on LinkedIn very late myself, um, mm. but I saw the value in the numbers. Once I saw the numbers of that, I'm like, I got to get a piece of this as well. So now um, I'm trying to create more content for LinkedIn, um, as well as uh, the man himself, uh, Elon Musk, has purchased Twitter. Yeah, I see that. Far out. So when they say Elon purchased Twitter, yeah. which is amazing, uh, I heard he, he purchased 9% of it, or did he purchase the whole thing? Because I've been hearing 9%, but then lately I've been hearing $42 billion or something Dollars like that. Dollars worth. So is, is, would Twitter be, would that only be 9% of the value of Twitter, $42 billion, or would that be the whole thing, do you think? I actually Because that's a know. lot of money. Nathan. Uh, quick, Google. quick Google. Quick <laughs> Google. To see what, what comes up. Yeah. I mean, or would 9% of Twitter be like the majority share, I think, um, as well? Potentially, but all I know is like people are saying that he's the guy to, you know. Is in control of it, basically. Essentially, yeah. that's what it looks like. So yeah. if, I, if I were you and you're listening to this or watching this, start doing stuff on Twitter because I haven't yeah. really like, you know, focused I mean, on that because it's cool not really guy. big in New Zealand, you know, like. Yeah. Uh, but the good thing is you can get international overseas reach, but I I guarantee you, since Elon has been now getting involved with Twitter, people are going to be rushing and jumping on that. Mm. Uh, yeah, true. Yeah, I, yeah. Because a lot of us, we really like Elon. We yeah. think he's honest. Yeah, and that he's we, he takes risks, and we've seen him go through adversity and see what he's achieved, and he's so credible and smart. 
All right, so Ishab, what would you say then is the right kind of content to be posting? Because I know for myself, uh, sometimes I can feel a little bit like, oh man, well, what should I post? Like, you know, like people's attention is valuable. And I've got it's very like, limited too. Yeah, it's limited. Yeah, and I've got tips and tricks, but sooner or later you might run out of those. So is that just a does that just mean oh well, just get more knowledge, obviously, or like do you think I don't like think what are the different types of content that should be posted so you can kind of I personally don't think bring the right to be honest in. like you should I don't think you could ever run out of content yeah because your Maybe my mindset needs to change a bit then y- your life as it plays out. It never runs out of the things that happen till obviously, you know, you're no longer. So imagine your life and day by day that every day that you're living day by day, Mm. every single day is filled with content. Mm. The only, the things that you post online, you're expressing yourself with a certain portion of your day or a certain part of your day, a certain snap of the day. So you can never run out of content because every day is different. Mm. Every day looks different, feels different. You know, sun rises differently, clouds are different. Yeah. You know, everything is different. So I personally feel that you could never run out of content. That's a good point. Sorry, I was just checking the screen because of time. All right, here we go. So Twitter. uh, 27% takes 9%. Okay, so it is 9%. For 44 billion or whatever it may be. Wait, so it's gone up in value since he purchased it. So you're saying that we should have invested in Twitter like, Two weeks ago, exactly. Oh man, it's probably still. It's probably not too late to still get some shares. Everything in you know. Once upon a time, some people told me that I I shouldn't have uh, you know got into Tesla. You put some serious shares into Tesla. Yeah, you can say so. Wow. Like once upon a time when more I more than ten grand. <laughs> the people I, listening and watching want to know some facts. I, I did this. They want some. Stats. I did this long time ago. You know, so it's like it's crazy. If I listen to those crazy. people. If I listen to those people, I don't know. It would be it would be really bad, but it's not in the case. You believed but in Elon from the start, bro. You you got to follow the people. People are the you know are the main uh, like. When you say people, you mean Elon. In yeah, this like case, pe- yeah. people, like people, like you got to believe yeah. in people, and then you see what the company's gonna do because it doesn't matter what company stands for, what the name is, what the marketing is. It's the people that make those the things company. reality. Yeah, you're right. You know? So. And going back to one thing I was going to say and I didn't want to forget and I wanted to ask you is mm. that you worked on the the Black Clash, which is, you know, All Blacks versus the Black Caps. How do we get involved in playing one of these games? I've always wanted to do that. Get involved in playing one of those games? Yes. All right, well, so for the Black Clash, yeah. for that you had to either be an All Black or a Black Cap. So be one of those two to get into a game no, of but that. I've seen... Um, Shot putters playing there. I've seen. Oh, uh, true. They do have like other celebrities yes, and things. Yes, yes. Like I've seen like uh, over the years. I've yeah. seen different like you know people that have been a professional athlete. Oh, you're right. In, in you know, you're right. Yeah, and I it, think they had like even even in there and stuff. Even like yeah, you don't have you don't even have to be an athlete. Mm. How do we get involved in that? I would say you'd want to get in touch with say like Juco Events who organise it. Yeah, uh, because they will be the ones that are selecting the people that are going to go in there. Mm. So that's what I would do. Yeah, I'd contact the actual organizer of the event. So we made, you know, the TV commercial, but we don't own the event. So yeah. I'd get in touch with the company that's running the event. I see. Yeah. Hey, yeah. have a crack, man. I'd, I'd love to do that. I'd love cricket with a passion. And oh, you do. To, to play with those guys would be awesome. I mean, mm. you know, even even some of them, some of them are pretty good, even though they're retired, eh? It'd be cool to bowl them out, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Smash a six. Very cool. Um, that'd be awesome. So, Walter, yep. before we wrap this up, mate, yep. um, what is something mm. that you have never expressed, never told anybody? Oh, jeez. Something that you've gone through, something that you've experienced that has been life changing to you that you'd want to share on this podcast. Wow. Something that you've never mentioned anywhere oh, to anyone. Well, that's. Hmm, I'm pretty. I'm. I'm pretty open with people, so that's a hard thing. But in uh, saying that, not everyone who's watching and listening will have had all every conversation with me. So I'm sure that I can reveal something new. S- something that you'd be willing and open to share with people. Oh, something to really share. So the thing is, I feel like I'm a pretty open book. Yeah. So I can't, it's, it's hard for me to almost go inside and think, what would that be? I almost need like a, something like a specific question. That's a very open question. Um, but I would, I'll see what I can come up with. 
something to be really open with you watching. Um, or listening. Or listening, yeah. Exactly. I've got to include you. Absolutely. I would say... Um, I... Just like everyone, I definitely feel the same um, nervousness or um, challenges as, as everyone else. Like, I know I'm a presentation trainer, uh, but I still go through the same kind of, um, just, just like everyone, um, just because you're a presentation trainer doesn't mean you don't have any nerves or anything like that anymore. It's not all out the window. Um I would just say that, what would I say? I'm trying to give you something right now, guys, that are listening, you know? And watching. I'm trying not to just brag about myself or something. Yeah. So what can I do? So I think what you're trying to say like, is that you go through the same emotional channels challenge. yeah, and cha challenges yeah. as everybody else yeah. does. Yeah. But you sort of have found a way to channel it properly yeah. and overcome and some of the things sometimes people may not be able to. Absolutely. So you're yeah. not... It's it's not that you are vulnerable or weak. It's just it's okay to go through these kind of emotions. Definitely, and and I'm I'm trying to be vulnerable in saying this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that that's one thing. That that's one point. Uh, what else would I say? I would I would just say that uh, or, or actually, it's something I read today from um, John. What's his name? The billionaire here in New John Zealand. John Key. No, no. no. Oh, he's working with John Key. He's oh. in the Rich List, NBR Rich List. Uh, John Chow? John Chow. I think it was Chow. The Chow Brothers, yeah. I actually spoke with him on the phone today. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, um, we, we probably don't want to go over that conversation. Well, I'm assuming it's confidential. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's probably confidential. Uh, I don't. Uh, we had a phone call. Oh, I, right. Okay. I don't need to go into I won't yeah. go into the details. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. anyway, we had a phone call today. Yeah. But I noticed something that he put up the other day, and I can resonate with it as well. Yeah. And what he what he posted up on LinkedIn as well was it always seems impossible until you do it. Yeah. And that's coming from a guy that started off in a um, Chinese takeaway yeah. here in New Zealand, him and his family, and then he went on to do other businesses. Uh, some of it was a little bit little bit dodgy, um, Some of it, one of his businesses. Dodgy as in it was in the um, sex industry, but uh, he's out of that now. And he's gone on to do some really, really big, cool things. But... But I just re related to what he said, which was it always seems impossible until it's done. So you can have things on your mind that you've that you think that you can't do, but then you just find the courage and the strength to actually do them, and you make them happen. And those are awesome moments. Like for me in my life, it was uh, becoming a television presenter, and it was becoming a good one too, like a really good one, like a valued part of a team. Um, also, like well, you were the leading guy. Yeah, so I was the leading. In the end, oh, I was. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then buying a house seemed impossible to me before I did it. Um, getting a client seemed like a. Well, I wouldn't say it seemed like impossible, but when I first started and I was getting into business, mm. yeah, seemed a lot a lot harder than what it is now. So a lot of things in life seem impossible until you do them. So I'd just say, you know, you've got dreams. You that are listening. You that are watching. If you don't have dreams, you should really should focus on, you know, getting out of the box. Yeah, getting out of the box. And just remember that even someone who's achieved massive success, like the business guy I just talked about, you know, even they can feel overwhelmed as well. Mm. And another great saying I got last night as well from this guy called Bill at a speaking event. He said to me, Walter, you didn't come this far just to, to come, come this far. far. And I thought, man, that's so cool. That's such a good point. Yeah, It didn't come this far. Because you know how I feel like sometimes we can sort of like settle a little bit, yep, yep. like rest a bit, and or feel like we're stagnant or, you know, that kind of bad feeling you get. Well, you didn't come this far just to come this far. So just remember that. Think about your life, what you've been through where you have, on your personal journey, where you started out and where you've come from, never mind the next person, but where you've started and you've come from on your personal journey, think about that and you've come a long way and you didn't just come this far to come this far. It doesn't end here. you got to keep going. That's great, Walter. What an amazing point to finish up. I actually used that same caption. You do? One of my posts in 2016, I remember, <laughs> okay, when man. I was going to the National Olympia to compete. Wow. 
I remember posting that and saying, I just didn't come this far to come this far. Mm. You know, I was going there, regardless of what the results was going to be, mm. I was going to keep going. Nice. I wasn't going to stop there. That's epic, man. I just want to thank you so much, Walter, for coming on the podcast. You know, really appreciate it. It was a year in the making and we finally mm. made it happen. And uh, I feel it was a lot of value in here. Yeah. Uh, we got to know you a little bit more, um, not just as Walter Nealance, but as the person behind Screen Grab and the mindset of, you know, where Screen Grab is going and your whole plan, you know, taking things online and making things better for people and making an impact on their lives. Really appreciated chatting with you and appreciate your time. Thank you so much. And um, any last words before we sign off? Just want to say, hey, thanks for having me on the show. Shout out. I appreciate that. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And of course, if you want to connect with me, then definitely reach out on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, wherever. I'd love to connect. I want to help more people. So thank you. With that, thank you so much to the listeners and the viewers. And I can't wait to go on and do this again with another guest on the next one. Episode number five.